The views expressed in our Chop Talk podcast are those of the individual participants only and do not necessarily express the views of the Lambda Chi Alpha fraternity or its chapters or members. Our Chop Talk podcasts are intended to be as open and honest with our members as possible, but we acknowledge that certain topics may be sensitive, graphic, or emotionally challenging. Please use your own discretion to avoid any material that you may find potentially painful or difficult. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Well, it is a beautiful uh, morning here in Carmel, Indiana. It really is. And we are doing our uh, CEO um, C-suite update today. Yeah, no. And we're, we're joined by three of our, our C-suite officers who are going to kind of give a, an insider some look into what Lambda Kai has been doing over the last yeah. six to eight months and, and really where we're going for the future. Yeah, it's, it's going to be pretty exciting to hear about those wins and triumphs yeah. and, and kind of where we've been and where we're going. Um, so let's get into it. All right, let's do it. And welcome back to the Chop Talk Podcast. My name is Michael Cover, joined as always by Taylor Weitzer. Hi, hello. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good. What are we doing today, Taylor? <laughs> well, we have three very exciting guests with us. Uh, from our C-suite team, we have Justin Fisher, COO, Doug Derringer, CGO, and Troy Medley, CEO. So, Welcome. Yeah. When did the exciting guys get here? <laughs> <laughs> We're asking ourselves the same thing, Troy. So, uh, but thank you all for joining us so much. We are trying to routinize, um, giving updates on how the fraternity is doing, growing, uh, performing. Yeah. So we are going to take a look at what we've done this fall, mm-hmm. celebrate those wins, and look forward to the spring. You want to yeah. get into it? Let's do it. All right. So thank you again so much for being here. All three of you. This is great. So, Troy, I'm going to start with you. And we have been talking a lot about growth this past fall in our chapters. That's the theme of our CNC that, you know, I've been working closely with you on. So why don't you tell us how we're doing this fall compared to where we were uh, the previous spring? Yeah, definitely. Well, my uh, my other two distinguished colleagues here uh, sometimes poke fun at my long-windedness, so I will be as succinct as possible. <laughs> uh, we had a great fall when it comes to, to, to growth. Uh, we, our goal was, uh, was 2,300 associate members. We beat that goal. Uh, we beat it pretty substantially, and um, with the number of of, of holdover associates f- due to COVID and a lot of chapters inability to do initiation, we're going to actually initiate more men than we associated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we think we're going to have one of the biggest initiation years when it's all said and done that we've had in the last five years. So, That's awesome. You know, yeah. we, we grew the last two years in a really rough environment. We see that continuing and, and much of it's from the, just the, the really hard work that's been done on the, the part of the chapters and because we now have something that we can differentiate ourselves against uh, when we're competing for that non-traditional student uh, we have uh, we have something better and something that is not typical frat bro and we're seeing it start to really uh, pay off and then another area of growth was was on our philanthropy side we partnered mm-hmm. with Movember yeah uh, we got a late start <laughs> just because of when we when we got the agreement in the running but yep. um, through last week well uh, we were the second highest fraternity we were. in terms of dollars raised, and due to a match from an alumni member, we will be, uh, we will win by at least a dollar. Let's we put it love that way. That. So <laughs> in our first year, uh, we came out and we were able to raise more money yeah. and do more good uh, for mental health awareness and for men's health than any of our competitors. So on a growth front, uh, tremendous fall. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I mean, I can speak to Movember because I was really closely tied to that from a marketing perspective. Um, but that to me was just a great example of how dedicated our members, our alumni, our family friends are to the mission right. of Lambda Chi. Right. You know, because it, like you said, we, we got kind of a late start, but everyone hit the ground running with that. And it was pretty incredible. And I will say that uh, the fraternity challenge um, was 169 teams. So to finish second, but bumping ourselves up to first, Heck yeah. is is pretty impressive. So kudos to everyone. You know that. what they say about if you ain't first, you're, you're last. last. <laughs> so uh, exactly. and then it's not just Movember, right? You know, you know, our former uh, Grand High Sigma Xander cut his hair off. Why? His beautiful, perfect hair, because his chapter raised 15,000 pounds of food. That's um, awesome. So That's you know, just it's not. We, and we just partnered with the Red Cross. So we've got all of these areas of growth in yeah. terms of uh, living our mission that we're seeing come, come to fruition, and it's exciting to see. So, you know, growth isn't just about recruitment. It's about what we do in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I wanted to go now to um, Doug. And, you know, speaking of growth and you being the the chief growth officer, um, you oversee a lot of our for-profit partnerships. Uh, So would you like to talk to us about some of those partnerships and how those have been going uh, this quarter? Sure. So when you uh, look at our for-partnership programming, um, you know, there's some things that we'd like to look at when we're going into a partnership. We have goals of making sure that we have opportunities to um, keep our dues low, that we can continue the lifetime style of our brand, um, and also to take those, you know, proceeds that, that are coming for through the for profits and reinvest into our programming that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the primary things that we look for. And so once we, we have that mission in mind, then we go out and we talk to some for-profit providers, and we've signed up several over the fall um, that are really, really exciting. Um, we have Henson Shaving that uh, we uh, signed up with, and these are razors at $70. They're fantastic, and they're branded. I got one. It's yeah. fan- It, it yeah. shaves so well. Yeah, <laughs> they're it's very, very nice. Cl- it's very close, but you got to watch yourself. You, yeah, right. you got to be careful. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it'll it'll get you, but but it's a very close shave. But but we've gotten great response for these types of things. Right. Um, we have um, reveal suits, which are mm-hmm. custom suits for undergrads and alumni. Um, with I got a gold one. We'll see if that was a mistake. Well, I, the gold one is really nice. Oh, that's I have be my, snazzy. I hope so. Yeah, Doug got his in. It looks so cool. It's yeah, very. Cool. I was flaunting it around, but you weren't around. <laughs> but is it, was, it here? Uh, no. Oh. No, I, I took it home because safekeeping, right? I had to, yeah, I had to keep it safe. But, yeah. but the lining was really nice, and and you know, again, these are custom suits that that an undergrad can get, right? And at a very affordable, affordable price. And as they go out into the marketplace, having your first custom jacket or having your yeah, your first custom suit mm-hmm. is is something that's pretty cool. Considering oh, absolutely. Um, you know, you usually don't purchase something like that until later in life. So mm-hmm. right, uh, we made that affordable. Um, we also have a partnership with Solo Brands. Mm-hmm. With Solo Brands provides, um, they have a suite of brands, including uh, stoves for um, for fire pits in the backyard. Yep. Um, they also have the Chubby brand, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, going to be fun to implement. Um, and also, too, we're looking at uh, Tumi luggage, yes. which is pretty cool. Um, but the other thing that we're doing is not only are we looking at uh, lifestyle brands, but we're also looking at um, upskilling brands, right. things things that will help us to uh, continue the education and, and continue to to have a differentiation of your background mm-hmm. um, moving forward. So 
obviously we have the Kaplan Credit Greek program, which is test prep. Yep. Uh, for the undergrads going into graduate school, they can they can purchase um, uh, test prep product, but also to people who are looking to get certified into uh, certain areas like cybersecurity and programming mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature. Um, and then we're also getting ready to sign a deal with edX, which is a right. uh, MOOC provider, massive online provider. Um, and basically they, they work with MIT, Harvard, um, Georgetown, large universities where they've created um, certification programs for programming, Bitcoin, crypto. So a lot of the things that, that are becoming new and emerging in the marketplace. And so we have a partnership that will be landing with them in, in early spring. Yeah, that's fantastic. It sounds like, you know, we have a bunch of different offerings uh, for our members, which is, you know, super exciting. Well, and one thing I would point out, too, is it's for our membership as a whole. We're not Correct. just targeting undergraduates. We're not just targeting alumni. It's for We're everyone. kind of looking at things to cover all of our bases and making right. sure that we have offerings for everyone, which I think is super important. I yeah, think absolutely. We need to really focus on the member experience as a whole right. and not just look at one or the other. So with that, can you foreshadow real quick the Circle 1909 website that will be available in the spring? and how the, all of these will be kind of categorized sure. for easy use. Yeah. So, Taylor, I don't know if you've, you've seen it yet, but Matt and I have been working on uh, redeveloping the Circle 1909 website mm-hmm. to really make it easy for everyone to go on there. You can create an account, but all of our partners, all of our vendors are all going to be categorized in different options. Mm-hmm. And so then you can go on there, buy directly through that site for, for some of our vendors, or it'll take you directly to their site where you get discounts and things along those lines um, directly from those providers. But yeah, we're trying to create a really easy, simple site to use um, from the palm of your hand yeah. using one login so we're really trying to make this an easy immersive experience for our membership as a whole yeah absolutely well and i think that i just want to commend uh you three you know for as mike said really focusing on the member experience right i feel like before it was kind of second right you know and and it wasn't in the forefront but this from you know when i've been back i've been back almost a year now um, I've really seen that shift in, you know, it's, it's about the member, it's about, you know, the, the undergrad, the alumni, right. um, and just making that the forefront. Yeah. And we preach lifelong of, of, of brotherhood, right? right? Cause I, I hear people say all the time, I was a lame to Kai and I always quickly say you still are. Right. And, and, and so how do we get them to, to say that I am still a lame to Kai, even in my yeah. 50s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. Um, and I think it's these added values, giving people right. more things to want to come back for and, and want to engage with Lambda Kai mm-hmm. because all of the proceeds and, and things like that, part part of that goes back to then decreasing membership dues, which right. then makes the organization more affordable. So exactly. it, it's kind of a snowball effect when it comes to a lot of these partnerships that we're doing. So when you're investing in and in using our services, it's benefiting the membership. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it, if it you makes think you about it, proud. Doug and I are just really selfish. We're trying to create the <laughs> membership experience that we as members want to experience. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But that makes sense. So, well, thank you, Doug, for that, that update. That's great. Uh, so, Justin, I'm going to kick it over to you. Um, and careful there, there's a mic there. <laughs> uh, and just, um, what are some of the, the quarter two wins for you, you know, coming out of, out of your office? That sounded very corporate. That was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I've, I've been practicing. Good it, transition. <laughs> um, so like, I think Troy mentioned growth numbers. I think that's really impressive. Um, I also think there's context within that though. Um, if you think about it for most of our men, for the past 18 to 24 months, they have not been able to operate how they were able to operate this fall. Yeah. Now, obviously, we still have some chapters that have some restrictions. Um, but so the skills and things that were routine, so hosting events, uh, talking to strangers, 
um, the things that all go into recruitment, that was all brand new. And not just new for our new members who had joined last year, but new for the leadership. So we have a group of men who were kind of learning through this experience together. Right. And the fact that we were able to see these great results uh, mm-hmm. is even more impressive in my mind. Um, you know, I think the Movember partnership and our accomplishments there were great. Um, we kind of adjusted our chapter support model. I think I talked about this on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but we instituted this role, the training specialist, that would work with specific officers. So every uh, high kappa, high phi, high delta, uh, high theta, high iota, and high tall mm-hmm. received personal contact from one of these training specialists. The whole goal of this role is to assist them and help them uh, become experts in their office. And so the fact that every one of those uh, individuals got a personal outreach, I think, is a big win. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to continue that into the spring. Uh, we actually are, are pulling uh, information so that we have the new officers who are people who are getting put into office yeah. right now. We can reach out to them. Um, but I think the fact of where we've been for the past two years and everything we've been able to do is, was probably the biggest win for oh, us absolutely. as an organization. Yeah. Well, that just makes me think, Mike, of one of the conversations we had with uh, one of our current high alphas and how, you know, he was talking about how they had to be creative and recruiting and and all of these things. And I I think that just goes back as a testament to the will of this organization. Yeah. And if you haven't heard that podcast, Stories from the Gavel Part (laughs) 2 is is out now. It went out yesterday. Yeah. So so definitely listen to it. But yeah, he he got super creative. They even rented out movie theaters so they could still social distance. Yeah. but still do something as a brotherhood where mm-hmm. they were able to invite potential new members and right. associate members to these events, but still make sure they, they were doing it. And it was super cheap. They said it was like 50 or 60 bucks to rent out the theater. Yeah, it for, wasn't for anything. A viewing. And it was something that I think was so cool that they got to do together. Right. And well, so to Justin's point, I think that that just shows that even with all of the obstacles thrown our way, um, as an organization, yeah. our members were finding ways to really share the brotherhood. Definitely. So that's uh, that's fantastic. Well, it's culturally in our DNA. I mean, our founder was an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, we've been entrepreneurial and scrappy for over a century. Right. And I think that's what really helped us power through the, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing that I am most impressed by with the folks who work the Office Administration, the Grand High Zeta, uh, the Educational Foundation Board is just their willingness to innovate, try new things, um, and not let good be the enemy of we can do better. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think a, a good example of that um, was you know our past General Assembly. It was all virtual. Yeah. Um, first time in. It was easy, wasn't it, Mike? Oh, it, it so was easy. Super easy. <laughs> I would Piece definitely do it again, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was it was the first time in fraternity history that it was, you know, all virtual. Yeah. Um, it was, it, I think it was a great event. I think it went over very smoothly. I think I so, really too. With, so, with all the tech that, that, all the things that could have gone wrong. <laughs> yes. With, with being on a virtual environment, but we got legislation passed, um, mm-hmm. and it, it just, yeah, it turned out really good. I was super happy with yeah, it. Yeah, I mean. But so, even more importantly, we learned how to take a technological element into yeah. even the live events like the High Alpha Summit, mm-hmm. so that that yeah. those, all of our brothers everywhere can see the general sessions. We right. wouldn't have known how to do that. We wouldn't have taken the risk if we weren't forced to, probably. Yeah, yep, definitely. Exactly. Um, so speaking of High Al- Alpha Summit, 
if I can That's say. easy for you to say. I know. <laughs> uh, we are a little less than a month away. We are. Um, and it will be in person. It's our first in-person conference in about two years. Yeah. Uh, so in Austin. So Exactly two years. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Uh, so High Alpha Summit, Neville Advisors College. So I'm going to kick it back to Doug. Um, so we're unveiling some pretty exciting programming uh, at this conference in January. So I would love to hear you uh, you talk about that. Yes, absolutely. So to Troy's point, um, COVID had, um, although it was down, you know, kind of brought everybody down. The reality is, is that it opened up eyes and it opened up opportunities and it opened up revelations that innovation is, is a good thing. Yeah. Um, and so to survive, you have to be innovative. And so right. in, our, in our world, um, you know, our programming helps us to be innovative. And so the, the biggest thing then, once you think about that, is how is, how is it delivered? Mm-hmm. What, what is it that, that our members need, but also what is the easiest way for them to get to it? And so we have landing pages now. We have a landing page where people can go in. Yep. And it basically, much like they, they do at, at their university, and um, they, it's all things that university or all things Lambda Chi. They can pay their bill. Right. They can see chapter support uh, information. They can get to their swag. They can get to membership deals, mm-hmm. some of the partnerships that we talked about. But also, too, what it does, it, it leads into our fraternity education, which we're, we're basically uh, revolutionizing. Yeah. And um, so come Hasnack, and I feel like I've got the greatest job in the world <laughs> because I've got a CEO who says, go after it. Yeah. I've got a Grand High Zeta who, who supports him, too, and says, go after it. And so we're able to be innovative. And so this this program, Ideal Man, that we'll be rolling out mm-hmm. um, is revolutionary. It's a fully digitized fraternity education program. Absolutely. Um, the cool thing about it is, is that not only does it focus on fraternity education, uh, but also uh, focuses on building the character. Yeah. So it hones in on building yourself. It holds hones in and building your personal um, character, your professional character in your workforce character. Mm-hmm. And so over time, we'll be rolling this out. And um, it's a four-phase rollout. Um, we'll be rolling out the phase one mm-hmm. in January uh, to pilot certain locations. Right. Um, and, you know, everything that we do here, we do with scale. But we can't do it without getting input from the end user. Right. Mm-hmm. And so our focus is always, hey, this is a great idea. Right. But doing it in a vacuum doesn't make any sense. We have to go to the end user. And so we will be testing that. Um, and we're really looking forward to it. But the good thing is, is that we did it in conjunction with Kaplan. Um, and our partnership with Kaplan has been very, very unique. Um, simply because they started helping us with the leadership skills program. Right. Um, but then it went into the Ideal Man program. And mm-hmm. so now... Um, as we roll out the ideal man, as we roll out uh, certification programming for for officers, mm-hmm. um, now it is all one cohesive unit. It is, has the same brand, the same tone, the same feel, much like any online curriculum. Right. Um, but these are web. This is a web based program right now. But um, over the next six eight months, you'll see it more in an app form. Um, and then we will also uh, has an act rollout to. Uh, the High Alphas, our leadership skills program, which yes. basically is a certifi- certification program um, that basically helps them to not only onboard in their position, but also as they continue with their position, they're able to follow the track of this of this learning program and it turns into a workforce program. Yeah. So once they're done with it and they receive a certification from our independent um, certifying company, uh, Credly, they then are able to use that as they 
uh, go out into the workforce. Which I think is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. Taylor and I had a great conversation with Henry Shuck the other day, who's the CEO of Zoom Info. Yeah. Um, and we were talking to him about leadership skills certification and what these certifications mean and how they mean something to to a workforce. And so we were talking to him and he, at the end of the conversation, he was like, if you get one of these certifications, here's my email address. He right. gave his email address right on the <laughs> podcast and said, send me your information. I want to put your resume in the stack of people that I'm trying to hire right now. Yep. I've just acquired four different companies. Like, our company is growing and we need people. And he said, if you have that certification, put your resume in because we're putting you at the top of the pile. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the feedback that we're getting, not only um, from the end user, but also from other employers too, and, and people in the market, you know, we, because we test this stuff, right? right. And so we, not only do we test it with, with those who are using it, but we test it with um, SaaS company leaders mm-hmm. and we test it with talent managers of Fortune 500 companies. And these folks look at this and go, you know, this is awesome. Right. And because it, because from an organization standpoint, they don't have to spend time training. Mm-hmm. They're literally spending time to, to get them more acclimated within the culture and what the yes. expectation of the culture is, knowing that they have a foundation walking in. Well, and I think that that's a great point. And something that uh, Henry also said on this podcast was if you have this certification and you make the effort to go above and beyond, you're going to be years ahead of your competition. Yeah, and you're setting yourself up to understand that continuing education is super important for your career. Right. Um, you're always Just learning. once you're done with your degree in college doesn't mean you're done with yeah, education. You should exactly. always be trying to improve yourself right. and trying to advance yourself and learn more knowledge and learn more systems because that's really what's going to advance you in your career yeah. and having that drive and motivation yeah, you're, to do more. You're setting that foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Can, I, can I break in here for a second though? Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> so this is all cool, right? I'm. We are doing this so people can get great jobs. But the first and the most prominent benefit is it's going to help them do their officer role incredibly well. And as somebody yes. who had no idea what he was doing when he was treasurer because I was a history major, <laughs> had I had these these just-in-time tools to show me what to do, I would an, an, a difficult job would have been would have been made much much easier, which is why you're going to be so much more prepared when you get to the workforce because not only will you have done the work, you will have been able to tie it back to the body of knowledge and the language that you're going to hear in your job. Yes. And that's going to be like rocket fuel for you. So it, it does, it's, it's not just for tomorrow. It's also for today. Right. Yeah. And I, I guess I want to talk about one of your aha moments real quick. So Troy and I were traveling, I believe it was Kansas state. Um, and Troy was mm-hmm. sitting down with one of the officers. Do you want to tell us that real quick? I felt awful. Um, I was with the, the treasurer and I kept trying, I was trying to help him with this budget. And I kept saying, but you're not thinking about free cash flow. <laughs> uh, you're just trying to figure out how much money you have at the end of the month. What about free cash flow two or three months down? And he's like, I, I, I don't know like, what free cash what flow. What are you talking about? And I said, well, I thought you were a finance and accounting major. He goes, I'm a freshman. <laughs> I yeah. haven't gotten into those classes yet. And right. I was like, oh my gosh, um, we have to break this down. These really con- complex topics into, into little, just like I, I have a feeling that at the University of Alabama, they don't bring a freshman quarterback in and give them the full playbook day one. They break like, it. Here you go. Good luck. Exactly. They break it down into small bite-sized right. pieces. And yep. as that skill uh, increases, so so does the, the playbook. And so that's how this program is set up. Um, the, the goal is you have an incredibly successful experience as an officer that you can utilize for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I have been the CEO now of three companies. 
the hardest job I ever had was being treasurer of my fraternity. <laughs> and I'm yeah. not saying that to, to, it was because I had to use these skills yeah. for the first time and I didn't have any, um, anything to tie onto, right? So right. it was trial and error, but having that, that, that knowledge that I can, which is what all of our officers walk away with, right? You know that I can because I have. We're able to help you put a certification to that and then put a vocabulary to that. So when you're sitting down with a hiring manager, you can blow them away. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I think, too, with, with your high tall experience, you were able to find somebody to help mentor you through some of these things. And, and we know that people don't have access to, to a mentor mm -hmm. all of the time. So sure. we're trying to provide this virtual mentor to help yep. guide I, people through I this. knocked on the... Uh, I went to office hours for an accounting professor. I wasn't an accounting student. I think I was about to cry. I had a shoebox full of checks and a general ledger, and I didn't know that was called a general ledger at the time. And I was like, can you help me? <laughs> um, so we're trying to take that and turn it into a program. Right. Well, and to, to your point, and, and the other thing that's important about this program is, is it also teaches interpersonal skills. Yes. It allows you to um, be in a position where you can have the right conversations, and it and allows you to, to have safe conversations with with the folks within your executive team, but also within your membership. And that's extremely important too. Well, think about this for the training specialist, Justin. They're, they're, you're gonna have the same set of, of curriculum and understanding, so you're gonna know exactly where they are and you're gonna be able to pull them faster through that learning journey. Yeah, and I think what you said about the translation is really key too. So being able to translate your experience, what you're able to accomplish as an officer, to a hiring manager who is not in a fraternity or sorority does not understand you know you know when you say oh i'm treasurer of the fraternity oh does that mean that you just like paid for the beer for the party like well actually no i actually you know manage a nine hundred thousand dollar budget and i ensured that all our bills were paid within 30 days I of did the taxes and, yeah, yeah right yeah. right yeah i mean it's it's key and wow what a we've learned so much doing this justin and doug about just how ill-prepared college uh college just isn't preparing men for success mm -hmm. and we have to go that final mile and I'm, I'm very proud of the work you guys have done in that area yeah definitely yeah uh so justin you know from a chapter support uh lens how do you think that these new programs are really going to fit in with um you know what we're doing with this new chapter support model i mean i think this is everything i think when if you take a really broad scope of what everything we're doing is about, it's about adding value. Right. Um, so my hope is, right, we talked about how these programs are going to help officers become, um, shorten that learning curve, hopefully become better in their office, mm -hmm. uh, feel more confident in what they're doing. Uh, but it also changes the value proposition. So when we're talking to students on campus, like, no, we're not just like any other fraternity. Right. Like, Sure, there's brotherhood, there's a lot of camaraderie, we care about each other, uh, but also, like, we're committed to our future and to your future. Yes. And we can show that because we have the following programming. Um, I think this will change, um, you know, instead of spending the first six months in your office trying to figure out, okay, uh, what's going to happen? It was 10 years ago, granted, but when <laughs> I was transitioned uh, both times for high tall and high alpha, I got a box outside of my room. So it had papers, oh. uh, some manuals from the 80s, which mm -hmm. were great. Uh, if you ever needed have trouble sleeping, just kind of flip through some pages <laughs> instantly. Put you right out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like that was like, hey, time to get ready for to do this. So mm -hmm. you know, it was very self-taught. 
uh, it would have been great, right, if I had some videos, uh, a learning journey to go on where it's like, right. hey, this is like the first thing you should learn about. And then that would build on top of each other. You know, I think one of the things that we talk about all the time, we've talked about this probably for the past decade, we struggle with officer transitions. That's like a common thing we hear. Officer mm-hmm. transitions are so hard. Well, part of the reason why this program was created was to limit our dependency upon a great officer transition. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to have someone be like, here's what we did for the past year. Cause you can kind of walk in, learn your key skills and then apply those immediately. Um, so, you know, I think this is going to completely change, uh, the experience and, and change not in a, you're not going to recognize it, but it's mm-hmm. going to improve and enhance. I think this helps our team, right? If we're all operating off of the same playbook, right? We're, we're, the same way that we do high tall is going to be similar for chapters that are 20 or 200. Right. Um, that's going to help our team be able to provide the best support. It's also going to help us connect students with students. Yeah. So if we have a really great high tall at Tulsa, right, and he's doing a great job, you know, would you be willing to help out with some other chapters around the country? Maybe some chapters that are in a similar situation, similar size. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, this guy could really use a mentor. You've been really great to work with. You seem right. to understand everything that's going on. Uh, and then it's not just from the office that we're giving support, but Lambda Chi, the global Zeta is helping each other, which ultimately is our goal. That's pretty cool, you know, to yeah. have that that camaraderie, that connection. The brothers helping brothers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's So that's, that's awesome. So, you know, speaking of your team, Justin, um, tell us some wins, you know, tell us some of those, uh, those averages um, and numbers that you've seen from this past quarter that has really just blown you away? Uh, so just real quick, top of my head, um, <laughs> our average chapter size at Lambda Chi yeah. is above the average, uh, the campus average for fraternities at the schools that we're at. That's great. Um, and so I, I, this has been, uh, I think, hit on multiple times, mm-hmm. but our, our membership has shrunk for the, I think, from 2015 to 2018. Yeah. Uh, and so the fact that we were able to reverse that trend uh, during a pandemic is a huge win. Yes. Uh, our GPA is above the uh, all men's average at the schools that we were at. Fantastic. Uh, which is also uh, an improvement for the mm-hmm. past two years. That's really cool. Um, and our, our biggest win as a brotherhood, I would say, from a data perspective, mm-hmm. is we hit 80% completion on our dyad survey this fall. That's awesome. Um, so I, I know that it's long. Uh, it's I think it's at least 45 <laughs> minutes to complete. Uh, it's probably an hour if you read like I do. Um, but that data is invaluable. Mm-hmm. Like we've been able to really get insight into chapters and kind of, okay, what's the culture within this chapter? We've been able to customize our support that we offer. Yeah. Um, you know, the high alphas we work with, they've been asking questions, the advisors, you know, okay, so what does this mean? How can we, you know, if we want to improve our belonging, what do we need to do? How do other groups do this? And it's been really a, a point of excitement. Like, you know, I, I never thought that survey taking would be like something that people talk about. <laughs> but, um, and I think it has to do with the fact that it's incentivized with the RMA. But, <laughs> but that like, aside, <laughs> when is it starting? When, when, when can I take this? When, right. you know, we're going to move our chapter time to the time that it, the survey's released so we wow. can be the first people to, to complete it. Right. Um, so, really proud of just the entire membership yeah. uh, for leaning into this and, and really buying into what we're trying to do. Um, the really cool thing is that as we keep doing this, we'll be able to study. So uh, 
from a longitudinal standpoint, where mm-hmm. were we and where are we now? Yeah. What trends are we seeing? What trends are we seeing within chapters? Um, you know, and then we can do some, sorry, I'm just kind of like nerding out here, but <laughs> we could do a lot of like uh, correlation. So like, okay, as you know, GPA goes up, do we see an increase in belonging? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as hazing tolerance goes down, how does that impact, uh, you know, our AR, that chapter's own money? Sure. Uh, so two things that you may think have no relation, we're mm-hmm. going to try and figure out, okay, what does what do all the data points mean and, and how can we use this? That's cool. Yeah. Kelly School of Business, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Best and brightest. Yeah, yeah, well, that that's super cool. And again, I think it goes back to that adding value, you yeah. know, and listening to what are our members wanting to get from this experience. That's exactly what I was going to say. Well, there you go. It's like we've been doing this for a while, right. Mike. Something like that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that that's great that, you know, now our members are, are wanting to tell us what they want to see from yeah. Lambda Chi Alpha. Definitely. Um, so what I want to do now is I kind of want to go around the room. I want to wrap up and I want to yeah. talk about what is everyone's hope for the future of Lambda yes. Chi Alpha. I think that'll be a good way to kind of end this podcast and mm-hmm. kind of give us maybe some predictions or thoughts or, or anything like that of what you think. And yeah. I think, Troy, we're going to uh, kick it off to you. Let's go, Troy. Wow, that's, that's intimidating, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's my hope. My hope is that Lambda Chi Alpha habitually comes to own the spring. Mm-hmm. And what do I mean by that? Uh, we, we're not the fraternity for, for, the, for the always joiner that comes to school and is looking for the party experience. That, that's not who we are, mm-hmm. that's not who we've ever been, that's not who we wanna be. And I love the fact that that student that might have come to school and was a little trepidatious, kinda of once said, hey, I'm gonna take a fall, I'm gonna try to figure out uh, what's right for me. And if they're looking and they're watching and they're seeing and they say, I wanna be, I wanna be a Lambda Chi, I wanna mm-hmm. follow that example, I want, I want what they have, that's who we want to go after. And most fraternities, they take the spring off. Let's go get that student that fits our culture and fits our, fits our, and has the same soul. And let's make him our brother. And let's, let's always own the spring. Awesome. I like that. I Doug? like that a lot. Um, mine is, um, you know, with, with my innovation and the things that are going on, my biggest thing in the, in the spring is for people to understand that the value that is being brought to them is for their betterment. Mm -hmm. And um, I want people to understand that, you know, these programs that we were talking about, the the ideal man, the leadership skills, this is to no cost. This is an opportunity at no cost to the the member. And this is an opportunity that they get to do this, not that they have to do this. Absolutely. This is a choice that they make. And that's back to Henry's comment about them taking a step over and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I want that value to be recognized, not because of what I'm doing, but knowing that there's an interest out of this office to make sure that they are the best um, prepared members walking out the door for not only themselves, but for their future families, for Mm -hmm. their community. Yes. um, And just for the person that they are. Definitely. Totally agree. Fantastic. Yeah. How about you, Justin? Uh, I would say I have two things. So one would be, um, for our current members, I just want them to kind of take perspective and understand uh, kind of the place that we're at as an organization, uh, all the work and sacrifice that has gone into getting Lambda Chi to where we are right now. Um, 
I think the coolest part of our founding story is that we have one founder. Yeah. Um, now that's pretty uncommon if you study fraternities and sororities, mm-hmm. it's usually multiple, but one guy had this vision and dream of like what could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of feel like that's where we are right now. Yeah. Um, my hope for Lambda Chi is that we transcend what fraternity is. So when people talk about fraternity, it's separate from Lambda Chi because we are just a different experience. We off, What we offer is different. Uh, how we contribute to the community and the, the surrounding area around us is different. Uh, what we bring to our membership is different. What our men go out and do in the world is different. Uh, I, I think that this, you know, we talked about programming and we talked about uh, all, all the new things are going to happen, but this is the start of all of that. So our future is in front of us. Uh, and I want people to embrace where we are in mm-hmm. history, right? So this is, yes, it's new. It's going to be different. It's going to feel foreign. It might feel a little weird of like, why are we doing this? We've never done this. You know, that's been the past two years. Like yeah. we are primed and ready for this because the past two years have been, we've never done this, right? We've never uh, done a virtual event. We've never not done in-person stuff. We've never, you know, for a lot of guys I talk to, never have taken class in my parents' basement, you know? So like, <laughs> right. uh, we are ready for the new that is coming and uh, i'm excited i think this is why uh this is why i come to work every day i love lambda kai i love where we're going i love what we could be i see the potential of of where we're going you know that is the crescent right like we are constantly seeking perfection knowing we will never achieve it Uh, and so that is what we are embodying uh, as an organization right now Justin, can I hire you to be like my personal hype man for like everything in life? Sure. What, I'm, I'm what's what's your fee? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that that I think is a is an amazing sentiment, um, and just kind of sums it all up perfectly in my mind. Definitely. So, well, thank you all so much for being here and giving us you know a little snapshot into what we've been doing and and what's to come. So, thank you for for being here and thanks for having us. Absolutely, and we will see you next time. What a fun podcast. It really was. Um, so, you know, like I said, we're we're going to try to do these more uh, regularly and kind of get that snapshot of what's going on uh, in the fraternity. And, you know, just hearing all of that put together in one sitting is just it just blew my mind. Yeah, it's it's fun to hear. And it's fun to, for the transparency, I think, is super yeah, important, too. Absolutely. Um, and I didn't say my biggest takeaway while the gentlemen were here, but. I would have to say my biggest thing is that we're trying to make Lambda Chi Alpha more accessible to everybody. Yes. Um, so we're trying to decrease dues. We're trying to make Lambda Chi the premier fraternity that you want to join right. for, for little cost to the member. And I think that is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you said it in um, in the podcast, but... This is for everyone. You know, we we are really working on it's not just four years, it's for life. Yeah. You know, and and how you said, um, you know, you talk to people that say, I, I was a Lambda Chi. It's like, well, no, you're still a Lambda exactly. Chi. And look at all of these amazing things that your organi- organization is doing for you at every stage in the game. Right. So nope, totally agree. Yeah. So it, it was a great conversation. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to the next report. Yeah. So... Um on behalf of myself, Taylor, and everyone here at the Office of Administration, thanks for listening. Thank you.